today on The Breakdown. No big deal. Just 10 players left and nine get paid in a $110,000 buy-in event. Oh, and it's two of the biggest names in poker, baby. That's right. It's Daniel Jungleman Cates against Bryn Kenny. These guys are serious. They're legit, and they're playing a hand in weird and wacky ways. Let me tell you, on this very big bubble, one of the biggest bubbles of 2019, we're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey, I don't know about the whole ending sentences with baby when you're excited thing. Why? Why is that? I just feel like that's played out, man. Played out? Yeah. I'm bringing it back. So you, oh, I, our, our cargo shorts played out. Is it, is it cool when Phil Humuth does it in his creepy way? No. <laughs> He's like, but, but it's the Hummuth, main event, baby. Phil Humuth is part of like the old, the old guard where it's still, it's, it's uncool, but you're I'm like the same, you're like the same age as Phil Humuth. I'm not. You're, we're not the same. You're age. like six years younger than Phil. Humuth. I don't really know. Is he, he's in his fifties for sure. I think right? he's in his young, he's gotta be in his young fifties. He has to be in his fifties. Look at that guy. He looks terrible. He, does, he, he looks all right for fifties. <laughs> no, he actually, he looks, he actually looks, he looks all right no, for fifties. He 50s. looks fine. Jungle Man, um, he looks beaten down by the world, but that's what he always looks like. Yeah, it's that's kind just, of his poker face. It's his thing. Bryn Kenny is always, you know, bringing style to the poker table, it's, and those are I the mean, guys that we're talking about. Some some form of style, anyway. And my log line for this hand mm. is that Jungle Man is playing against the guy who should be named Jungle Man. I mean, if you're gonna talk about a player's game. And you think that guy plays like he's crazy and Jungle Man's an apt name for that. That'd be Bryn Kenny, right? That's really offensive. To who? <laughs> to crazy people. Oh, well. Wow. They don't have. Oh, yeah. Just, just tarnish and besmirch. All right. Yeah, come knock on my door when crazy people have lobbyists. All right. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. I'm only scared of lobbyists is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Because they have. They wield a lot of power, especially in the poker guy's <laughs> world. Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you have to break down a hand and then a lobbyist is like, you can't do that one. Yeah, because of the tobacco industry. <laughs> <laughs> big, big tobacco doesn't like what you say. Yeah. And when we have to change it, yeah, that's what like, we do. And that's why you may notice if you listen through all of our archives, which you should, um, you know, we never we never attacked the tobacco industry in five years of podcasting, which but you is know really what? that ends today. <laughs> the money's drying up. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't want to pay for our silence. They're going to get a full shoehorn of, I love of a, trouble. I love to measure things by the shoehorn. <laughs> it's a good measurement system. That's, that's um, the bottom of, uh, of a country, right? You go around the shoehorn of it, I think. Is that right? The, the bottom of a what? Of a, the bottom of Africa is the shoehorn of Africa. I think it's just called the Horn of Africa. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure someone once called it the shoehorn by accident, at least. Yeah, like today, not on, just today on the breakdown. Not, you think it was the first time in all of history someone called it shoehorn by accident? That is, that is some uppity bullshit right all, there. All I, all I need from you, all I need from you is proof. Yeah. And then we're good. How about mathematical proof? I can prove no, you, you mathematically. No, mathematical proof is bullshit. Don't give me that. Your Stephen Hawking bullshit. All right, let's get to the hand. All right. This was suggested by Giannis Selenidis, who's quietly having a very good year. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like, like down low, low key. It's like I didn't realize he averaged eight rebounds a game. Wow. He it's plays like, the two. It's, <laughs> it's really it's, You know what it is? He's having a buddy healed year. That's really what it is. It's like, Giannis Elliott, sure. I mean, he was a throw in yeah. to a trade. You don't really think of it. Maybe he'll be like a below average starting guard at some point. And you're like, what the? Is this guy an all star? Yeah, this guy's good. This guy might be an all star. So, so good job, Giannis. We're, yeah. start, we're starting to take notice. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, of course, Giannis Elliott is suggested on Twitter. Of course. We are the poker guys on Twitter. You can find us on the internet. And if you can't, 
that's uh that's probably you. probably your fault. That's your that's your lack of search engine expertise at this point. Because my God, I mean, what expertise does that include? Going to Google.com well, and you, typing in oh, the Poker Guys Twitter. Well, here's your problem. You're assuming that they're using the right search engine. If you're, they using, might be using Alta Vista, right? If Ask you, Jeeves. We're talking about expertise, so they're like, I gotta fire up the old. All right, so uh, if, if you're an Ask Jeeves person, then here's what you type in. You type in, "Hello, Jeeves. Please, can you direct me to the <laughs> Poker Guys Twitter? Thank you." And he's like. The Schmoker Schmai Schmitter. I don't know what that is, sir, because that's how Ask Jeeves always worked. It got confused and referred to you as sir. I remember I was alive. I mean, most people who were listening were alive. Oh, but do they remember? Do no. you remember? Did you actually use Ask Jeeves? I did use Ask Jeeves a couple times when I was around 12 years like, old. Like as a joke, though? No, I, was, I thought I wanted to ask Jeeves. It was, a, it was kind of a good branding idea. You oh, know? yeah, I want to ask Jeeves. Like, like, it's a search engine. It does your bidding and all that. And somehow, I mean, I guess we all heard of it. There were a lot of search engines there for a while. Yeah, turns out neutrality and simplicity went out on that thing speed. in the end. Yeah. Speed is yeah. really what did it. Well, also a different search algorithm that people sure. found superior. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about... <laughs> Wait, we're not breaking down the, the internet search engines? I, my bad. Yeah, there should be a podcast about that, though. I'm sure there will be or is... Yeah, at some point. I'm sure. Anyway, Giannis Selenidis, good right. job. Right. $266,000 is the payout for ninth place. Tenth place receives $0. They receive a uh, plane ticket back to hell. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> they all came from hell. They're all going right back there if yeah. they don't cash. And uh, yeah, of course, they bought in for 110 k so that's a pretty significant loss if you bubble here. Yep, it's a big deal. Tough times. All right, so because we're 10 out of 75 remaining, that means we're at two tables of five. That means the big blood Andy is coming into play here a little bit more than it often would because we're five-handed, meaning there's more money in the pot. Uh, there's some weird, interesting decisions in this hand. We really like it. And it's not quite as crazy as that Sam Greenwood hand that was also from a Triton where he limped ace-queen and then on the king-high flop ended up three-bet shoving yeah. over Makita Badzikowski. No hand, no draw. But it, it has similar feelings to it in some ways in that these players are playing in ways that were like... Well, if I saw a bad player do that, I would just be like, yeah, that's what bad players do. Yep. I get it. But this is Daniel Cates, you know, and he's going to do some weird stuff and he's not a bad player. This is all like, le- this is when you go levels upon levels upon levels and you're all doing, you're doing counter moves to moves that most people haven't even seen yet. But when you're up against Bryn Kenny and guys like that, you have to have counter moves. You're just trying to show up with hands that you're not supposed to show up with, basically, I or think. Just like, throw them off, even. Like, yeah. forget about it. Like, just so if they're confused at all, if they don't know what's going on, even to a little bit of degree, if they can't range you really well, you're probably doing a good job. Yeah. So we're going to take our basic minds here and try to break down these plays. Sure. Do our best. All right. Sure. So, Cates is in the cutoff in this hand, and he starts the hand with 785K. The blinds are 20K, 40K, of course, with a 40K big blind ante. So yeah. he has just under 20 big blinds. Mm-hmm. He has ace, six of spades. He's in the cutoff, right? He's in the cutoff. Okay. On the bubble, you could just fold this. Yep, that's one, that's one option. A lot of the kids would shove it. Yep. Which I don't option. like. Don't like that at yeah. all. Yeah. I think what I would probably end up doing here is like two to two and a half Xing it. I think like something like that. Point, you could actually min raise. That's fine on the bubble. Yeah, and, um, and you can just fold if you get three bet. Yeah. That's okay because you have some hands you go with, and this isn't one of them. And you have seventeen blinds. It's not that different, materially different than nineteen blinds. It's not a big deal, right? Nineteen and a half blinds. It's kind of all the same. I I don't understand. I shouldn't say I understand, but my absolute first instinct would be to raise this very small and hope it all works out. Well, Daniel Case decides to limp it. Which is like something you just, from, from 2008 to 2018, you never saw great players doing stuff like this. Correct. Right? 
I mean, I guess there was a little period in like the 2014, 2015 range where it was getting pretty popular to limp the button if there was a 20 blind effective stack and you sure. were the bigger stack sure. than the 20 blind effective stack if you weren't the 20 blind stack. But now it seems to be happening with the short stack at themselves doing the limping. Well, I guess they feel like, like this. effectively it plays the same, right? If the effective stack is about 20, it sort of puts everyone in the same situation, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, there has to be some sort of different levels of logic behind this type of limping than that type that I'm referring to, because that type was just to like mitigate your losses if you get shoved on by the 20 blind stack, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly it's like I have king nine off and I'm supposed to play this on the button, but I don't want to open it with a 20 blind stack in the small blind. I don't want to lose three blinds because yeah. that's what they were raising to back then. No, right? it, was, it was two. Oh. That was, that was the min-raise oh, era. Okay. So I don't want to lose two blinds. I only want to lose one blind yeah. and let everyone in for free. I don't really like that, honestly. But anyway, but here we are. But, but here we are with Kate's limping with the sub-20 yes. blind stack. So yeah. it's a slightly different thing. Yeah. I mean, it, he's going to have to have good hands here too, right? Like, I mean, I freaking hope so. I assume he's limping everything if he's limping this. He can't be, I mean, you don't have to limp everything. You can just have a balanced strategy. I mean, you can, but then why, why limp at all? Like, what is the value of limping with, a, with 19 and a half blinds if we're not going to limp everything in the cutoff? Like, I don't know what the value of limping is, really no matter, what, no matter yeah. what the overall strategy is. I mean, we have an ace blocker. That's pretty sweet. We can win, cool. we can win two and a half blinds if we just right. min-raise a lot of the time here. No, maybe not, maybe Bryn Kenny's going to call out of the big blind a lot because he likes to see flops and stuff, but yeah. that's fine. We're in position. We're a good player. I mean, I just, like, if we min-raise... Sometimes we're just going to take it down. We're going to win a bigger pot post-flop a lot of the time. Like, it's pretty good. And if Bryn Kenny were just to move us in, let's say, because he has it covered, right? And Or anyone behind us to move us in, we lose one extra blind. We still lose one, but it isn't like we're getting... It's not like it's risk-free to limp versus make it two blinds. It's one extra blind. Yeah, the thing is, like, this is the same shit that good players have been saying for 15 years about why raising is better yeah. than limping, right? Yeah. And that's not good enough because we're talking about people who are on the bleeding edge of, of course. poker theory. Agreed. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't have an answer for this. Yeah. That really makes sense, really, except Greenwood's doing... We saw Greenwood do this. We're seeing Kate's do this. We saw Greenwood do it with a hand that he wanted to get raised with, I think. And that was That's also true. not on the bubble. It was also 11 blinds. It was, yeah. a, it was a different spot. Yeah. Um, but still, we saw him do it in a spot we would never imagine him living, right? right? So I, maybe part of it is really just to keep their opponents off base. I remember... Uh, Phil Collins on the World Series poker main event back in the day, when, is it when P.S. Hines won, it was. Um, he started, he, like, all the guys who made the final table were playing, like, at the, for the time anyway, like, good poker. And he just limped a whole bunch of hands in the final table, and no one knew what the hell he was doing. And yeah. It didn't necessarily work out great for him. but yeah, it was fifth interesting. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think that was about what he was, you know, chip-wise when he kept coming in. It wasn't like he, like, trapped anyone. But it was an interesting strategy, and, and really it threw the entire table off. Sure. Which, which is pretty awesome. Like, if you can confuse your, your good opponents and they don't know what you have, that you're most of the way home, if you, assuming you make good decisions besides that, which, of course, all these guys do. So <coughs> I think there's confusion equity. I'm not sure what there is really beyond that. I mean, A6 suited isn't that good a hand. There's got to be something else that these guys are thinking about when they're doing stuff like this, right? Like, yeah. maybe Cates is trying to three-bet or, yeah, three-bet shove. He's trying to do it with a blocker. He's, like, willing to do it. He thinks that he can really leverage a lot of folds because of the bubble and people wouldn't expect him to do it with weaker hands when he has a blocker. I mean, but is that really true? People wouldn't expect that when he limps with 20 blinds and yeah, they raise. I, don't know. I mean, I'd be, I would only limp with, I would only raise hands on that 20 blind that I'm totally willing to go with. I think. 
Okay, well, I just move him in if I'm not sure. Well, here's you know? an interesting thing that happens. Yeah. Because Cates does limp the A6 suited in the cutoff. And then Christian Eibinger, who is on the button, he's like a high roller, good player, has 2.3 million in front of him. So he has a significant stack and he just folds the queen jack off. Yeah. He doesn't so know what the hell's going on. There he's you like, go. okay, I guess I'm just like, I, I can't believe he just doesn't overlimp. You know, you have queen jack off in position. Feels like a super straightforward overlimp. And maybe this is exactly. Um, to Kate's point, like, so if he raises this, he might get three. He back. might get shoved on, yeah. Yeah. And now he doesn't get shoved on because it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on and why fuck around, especially on this huge bubble. Like, uh, the bubble the bubble pressure works on everybody, of course, not just on Kate's, right? Yeah, of course. So he's, but it's a weird way to pressure people by actually not putting pressure on people, you know? Well, whatever it is against Ibinger specifically, yes. he, he hit the perfect metagame level where Ibinger is too scared to know what to do with yeah. Queen Jack off in position against a 20 by stack. I really don't know why you can't put 40, 40k out there yeah. and just see what happens. Like, okay, if there's massive fireworks, fine. You don't have to lose a big pot. You know, like, I guess your concern is you flop top pair and you just have to feel like you're obligated to call it off and he has aces and Man, it sucks. I'm just realizing we're going to make a video about this hand and we're going to struggle to keep that video concise. Yeah. But we're going to have to do that because that's what we do. Okay, we'll see. Whatever. I'm saying that more for us than for the audience. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, Ibinger folds the queen jack off somehow. Yeah. The small blind folds and Bryn Kenny, the jungle man, is in the big blind. <laughs> it's going to confuse people. That is going it's to really, confuse really going to confuse people. It definitely is, but that's where he is. Okay. He's in the big blind. He's got 1.8 million, so he's got almost 50 bigs. Him being in the big blind is not what confuses people, of course. It's that you call them the jungle man yeah. when Kate's name is the jungle man. Just for everyone to be clear, but please continue. Okay, so uh, so he is going to check the queen five of diamonds. Okay. Now, he was going to call a raise anyway. We were going to see a flop anyway. That was going to happen. Although, again, Ibinger, as you said, might have three bet. Probably is three betting, in fact, um, the open of Kate's a lot of the time, anyway, with the sack he had and queen jack off, I would think. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is this a win for Kate's? I mean, I guess it's okay. I mean, this is as good as it gets, really. Your, your head's up. And no one raised you. That's you're always going to be heads up against the big blind, and that's your best case scenario, right? Yeah. So okay. I mean, I guess it's a win. I, I mean, guess. but the pot could be bigger, and you have you know a decent hand, and you get to win a lot on the flop. Or you could just you know raise, and sometimes everyone folds, and you get to win the blinds and antis, which doesn't suck either. But anyway, whatever. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the flop, I got to talk about something that's been on my mind. Oh yeah, I think it's good that you share this. Yeah. So. This is this has been a long time coming. Yeah, yesterday I was I was on vacation um, with my wife, beautiful location. Uh, I thought you were gonna say beautiful wife, but you went right to beautiful location. Beautiful so. wife, beautiful location. <laughs> and um, I was just thinking, yeah, just not enough of our listeners have signed up for Nitrogen Sports Poker using the link in the description. Really been and it really kind of ruined my vacation. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I've been watching you slowly go to yeah, decay. It's, I've been I've been having a brave face, you know. Yeah. Like I think I've been pretty good about it, right? Maybe you you know I me pretty see. you know, I know me, the, yeah you know me pretty well. So I can you see can through see. the cracks. Most people can't see it, right? I'm glad that you saw. I'm a little little upset that you didn't come to me and try to like see if I was okay. Yeah. You're supposed to check in on me in, no, in spots no, like not, that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it could be easily mitigated. This could, this could be solved. Yeah. If, if what, just, what? if just the listeners, if they would just use the link in the description when they sign up for nitrogen sports huh. poker room, which is where we have our poker guys monthly tournament. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm asking see, for. Now I got to say something here. Okay. Now, this is me reaching out to you. Like you've so clearly wanted and hungered for, um, you trying to get the listeners to change their behavior rather than changing how you feel about their current behavior is the source of your problems. You know you what? You need to change how you feel now about what is. You know is. what? You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I wish I didn't even bring this up. 
Oh man, we do the greatest ads in the world. That was a new one, right? That's really, you know, we went from a different direction. Oh, there. it was really good. Um, all right, well, let's talk about nice. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so as Grant said, we have our monthly poker tournament. They have the massive overlay where they do a hundred uh, millibits guaranteed, which is a thousand buy-ins. We usually get, as you know, like eighty to eighty-five players, sometimes less. There's an incredible overlay. It's basically free money. You'd be crazy not to do it. It also is super cheap to play. It's like a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. It's it's a point one millibit. It's really fun too. They've got great software. They also, of course, have sports betting, casino games. You have to use the link in the description when you sign up to have access to that tournament and other cool poker guy stuff that may come down the line. Yeah. So get a nitrogen, get you some poker. And, you know, apparently what Grant wants is for you to change your behavior so he can be happier because that always works in relationships, having, you know, con- emotional conditions on people and things. That's really, yeah. that's the way to, that's, that's the way that's to, how I uh, do it. A nice solid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my big move. All right. Let's get back to the hand. Okay. We've got a limped pot heads up somehow. Daniel Cates with a six of spades in the cutoff and under 20 big blinds. Bryn Kenny yeah. with, with almost 50 bigs in the big blind queen five of diamonds, 140 K in the pot. The flop is something that once the limps happen, you'd think, oh, well, I guess they'll get it in on this flop a lot. It's a deuce four five with two spades. Yeah. So Kenny flops top pair, with the good kicker and Cates, of course, flops the monster combo draw, not flush draw, straight draw, two overs, all the deal. All the deals. Don't look at me like I'm a weirdo. I said all the deals, and it's fine. You should see his face. It is unbelievable. It's unrelenting freaking... Why would you say that? It's not even true. What? My face is... You look right now. Right now, you're still doing it. That's better. All right, he's looking away. (laughs) I'm trying different things. (laughs) It's better now. Okay, so this is where things get a little weird again. Mm-hmm. For the second time, it goes check, check. I don't understand. What the hell? All okay. right. Start, let's start with Brink Kenny. He could bet. He could, but I understand more why he's checking. He's basically going to set up a check shove, right? I'm not sure. I mean, he there's may... a lot of really bad turn cards for queen five of diamonds. He doesn't there even are. have a backdoor diamond how many, drop. How many chips does Kenny start the hand with? 1.8 million. Okay, so he can... Worst case scenario, it's fine. He's yeah. like, I have top pair, whatever. You got it. You got it. Right? Yeah. There are a lot of, like, if you have an overpair, it sucks for me. I guess I have a few outs, whatever. It it's not crazy to bet here and, like, be happy with the outcome of, mm-hmm. of Kate's folding, you know? Absolutely. That's right. And as you said, pretty much every card except for a five or a non-spade, a non-spade five or queen is, is uh, a bad card. Right? Yeah. So that's fair. Right. So feels like he could bet. But yeah. checking is fine, I think, probably to check raise. I think so. Like, just because Kate's stack is short enough, it's fine to get it in with mm-hmm. his hand. I think also when you're Bryn Ken, you're probably check raising boards like this a fair amount. Oh, yeah, when you bubble. check out of the big blind. And, and, and it's the bubble, especially. Yeah. Like, so to actually have top pair is like, oh, my gosh. Yep. It's like, what a, what a windfall. But we'll never know if that was his plan because somehow, some way, the jungleman checks behind. I don't understand. With a six of spades Why is and he the deuce this? four, five, two spades board. 140K in the pot. He's sitting there with 745K in his stack. He should be thrilled to either take this pot down right now or get it in. Yeah. Those sound like great outcomes. He believes Bryn Kenny is just a bluffing maniac. So? And so he wants to give Bryn Kenny a chance to put chips in later. When he, like, doesn't... There's no guarantee that Kate's improves. I mean, like, a 10 of clubs comes on the turn. You yeah. don't love Bryn Kenny betting. I guess you just shove, but... Something like that. I don't know, man. It's a weird... I don't know why he isn't betting. I would be thrilled to get it in here also. It seems very I mean, straightforward. I think we have to try a little harder to figure out yeah. why he's doing this. Okay. He's playing more careful on the bubble. How about that? 
A lot of people do that. I mean, careful is one thing. This is like, I don't want to go outside because it's 73 degrees and I only like it when it's 72 degrees. Well, like, that's a reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, he doesn't want to go bust here. The problem is, of course, if a spade comes or if a three comes, cool, he's got a straight or a flush, but how do you get paid now? I mean, you hope Kenny reps that, right? Yeah. That's maybe, maybe he thinks when he checks... Kenny's going to rep all those things anyway. If a three comes or a spade comes, like Kenny's okay. likely to likely to rep spades, and he gets he gets a full double a lot of the time, right? Like he's just going to never fold and like call the turn and get in on the river, basically. Yeah, um, no, I get that. That's, that's cool. That's probably the best reason that yeah. has been come up with and so Ken, far. Kenny is likely to put pressure on him in that in that exact instance. Maybe yeah, and even if Kate's doesn't improve, maybe he thinks like. Kenny can't help himself but bet the turn and he gets to raise and, and like Kenny's going to have a lot of bluffs there and even yeah. if he even if Kenny doesn't have a bluff Kate's will have equity against almost anything unless the board pairs and it's like even then you're usually I mean obviously you could be losing you could be you could be drawing dead but it's whatever unlike, it's unlikely yeah yeah so well, maybe, I mean you, ha- you have a straight flush draw anyway don't you right but still I mean that's like the get a double oh, you don't, up you or don't have a straight flush that's draw, the so. get a double up or get a little bit more chip strategy but it is the bubble and it seems that there's some some care being taken with the chips here if he's limping pre-flop. So it feels like betting is the best way to take care of your chips here, actually. And like, if you have to get it in, this flop is a great time to do it when you have all the equity in the world. Right. seems wonderful against Brent Kenny, who really might just check shove a lot on you. You just, you just put the chips in and assume you're going to win way more often than you lose. I mean, we don't know what all the stacks are. Maybe there's like a two blind stack that everybody's aware of. And maybe that has to do but with then it. Why are we playing this hand at all? Yeah. We why just are we fold. limping this hand? We're putting just, ourselves in all this weird just spot. fold. Then absolutely. It I seems agree. so straightforward. If there's so the fact that he's choosing to play this hand feels like there can't be many short stacks. Anyway, we don't have any data on that, I guess. But, um, but from what we're aware of, there aren't any, right? Yeah. He's, I mean, but there could be, but we don't know. Okay. So yeah, I guess I mean, that's, they, they don't bring it up in the commentary. They do all, not, which makes it very unlikely that they there do is not. Anything. Yeah, Randy Lou doing the commentary. Yeah. Um, so I don't know your thing about he's trying to induce. Yeah, especially when it, when he has the nuts. I think is part of what's going on. But your thing about Kenny not putting him on the spade when it comes in, I guess, is the best thing. I mean, that's cool, but that only is going to happen one out of three times. What about the other two out of three times? Well, How then, do we win then, then? Then he raises and hopes Kenny has a bluff or gets it in anyway on the turn. Getting it on the turn isn't as good. It's definitely not as good. So much better on the flop. But I guess he's, mitig- he's, he's, he's balancing that against the every time a spade comes, he thinks he gets it all because Kenny's just going to assume he's always betting his flush draws on the flop. This is one where we, we want to ask the audience here. You know, you guys yeah. got theories on this? Lifeline. Like the, the flop and the and pre-flop, you guys got theories on that, on Kate's play, what he's trying to do here beyond just trying to put fewer chips in the pot because it's the bubble? I mean, is it possible that's really all it is? I guess it's possible. It's possible. I guess it's possible. I mean, but again, why are you playing this hand at all? Then, if that's th- and why are you playing it this way? If he might be. He might be. You know, fucking with the dials a little bit. You know, a couple of years yeah. ago, you and I created a comprehensive limping strategy that we applied down to twenty big blinds, mm-hmm. effective that yeah. involved a lot of different types of hands. Maybe he's trying to do something like that. Maybe. And then the flop play, I don't know, is a, is just another version of that. Some other thing that he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, it goes check check somehow. Still 140k in the pot. The turn is great for Bryn Kenny. It is the five of clubs. It is now deuce four five five with two spades, and Bryn Kenny has queen five. Daniel Cates has ace six of spades. Mm-hmm. So Bryn Kenny is now absolutely thrilled to get it in if he can manage to do it. Yeah, uh, and he's going to bet. 
I think this is mostly hoping ace highs are calling. I think that's exactly right. Because, right. you know, ace high will check back the flop a lot. It has a gut shot. It has ace high. It's Bryn Kenny. You have to call with ace 10 here if you're Daniel Cates once, right? I think so. Yeah. So Kenny bets 135K, which is big. It's 140K pot. Yep. He's trying to polarize already. What do you think about the sizing? I think because it's Bryn Kenny, it's perfectly good. Because he has a crazy reputation? Yeah. He's the guy who's going to size really big with all his bluffs. He's like he's a jungle man. What do you say? Again, <laughs> just deeply oh, yeah. offensive. Of course. Wow. The other guy's name. Do you think about people? The other guy's actual people's emotions? poker handle is Jungle Man. All right. That's fine. <laughs> so he's, he's trying to capitalize on, on his image and I, polarize. I think so. I mean, also just being polarized, period, is probably good against a guy who might might hero. Although when I think about that, Cates is not a guy who really heroes much. Like just thinking about all the big hands I've ever seen him play. He makes a lot of very frustrated folds. If anything, not a lot of big heroes. Yeah. I mean, it could be a level of balance, a level of bubble balance here because Kenny's going to, if he has 10, nine of diamonds, maybe bet this size because he's like, well, what are you going to fucking do with ace high now? This is the bubble. It's a 266 K bubble. I'm going to bet big. Right. And, And of course this, um, implies a shove on the river a lot or a near shove on the river, right? right? Which is part of this whole thing. And it's nice to do it when you have it, not just when you don't. Right. I mean, Bryn Kenny's a very good player. He's not going to only do that as a bluff. Right. Even though the moment in the tournament practically says the the shorter stack should be tighter on the bubble, and this might not work out when you have trips that much, but you have to do it with trips if you're going to do it as a bluff. And Mm -hmm. Bryn Kenny is absolutely going to do it as a bluff. Right. Cates, of course, can't fold. With a six of spades. Here. No chance. I mean, the board, the top card pairing is maybe one of the worst outcomes. Any, Ma- any of the cards. Pairing yeah. is really bad. Any card pair is the worst outcome of the turn, but still his hand is a monster with the combo draw and it's the good combo draw because he has the six, not just the ace. I'm going to actually push back and say that's not one of the worst outcomes. I think like a random 10 is worse um, because there's more types of hands that Kenny can have now. Yes. And this is now when he bets this much anyway, he's really polarized to trip fives or better. Right, I guess he could have an overpair, mm, but I think Brent Brent Kenny maybe couldn't can have any pair on the board at this point the way he plays. Okay, well at least we're not going to get a shove from the other pairs on the board, right? Yeah, so that's good, right? Yeah. So so it, if, it means if there's a shove on the river, he's going to be really po- he's going to be strongly polarized um, to a ma- to a massive hand. Yeah, I mean that's there's good. there are things that are worse about this than a ten coming though. Obviously, like we yes. have a lot less equity against a tri- <laughs> trips hand than we do against a. 10. That's a really good point. But yeah. there aren't that many combos of trips. I mean, he has all of them, admittedly. Yeah, of course. But, but there aren't that many combos comparatively. So that's, that's the good news. But you're right. We have less equity. That's problematic. Right. Anyway, Kate's can't fold. No. Uh, should he be calling or raising? I think we're supposed to call on this $260,000 bubble. But if I, didn't, if I was Bill Perkins, I'd just move in, baby. <laughs> so you think if it wasn't the bubble, a raise is a better play? The question is, is this a good enough... Let me, let's literally think about it. I'm saying that quickly. Um, is this a good enough story? Are we going to get Bryn Kenny to fold a pair of th- uh, deuces or fours? I don't think that matters. Like, if we forget about the bubble for a second, yeah, okay. I don't think that matters as much as that Kenny has a ton of bluffs here, yeah. and we have equity against almost all of them, right. uh, almost all of his range, you right. know, even if he doesn't have a bluff. Right? Yeah. That's so true. we've accomplished getting another 135K in the pot, and he's going to fold... Probably the majority of the time, if we effectively yeah. move in. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that makes me feel like that is pretty good. So there's going to be, there's like 275,000 in the pot now. Yep. We as Kate's have 745. 745. 
So we still need this to work a lot, right? Like it's cool. He's going to fold the majority of the time, but we're going to risk three times the pot to win the pot. True, right? but I mean, now we, we, get also, there we also get to win a lot when, when he I mean, calls. No, not a lot. Okay, we get to win a fair when amount. He, when he calls, we don't win that much, actually, on the, when there's trip fives on the board. When there's two fives on the board. We don't win that often. I mean, if he's calling with his other pairs like you yeah. infer that he is, then, that, we, then we get to win a little bit more than you think. Sure, but even then, like, we're significant dogs against a pair of fours right now, you know, against... Against seven, four off, we're a significant dog, right? We have aces, we have sixes, we have spades, we have threes. That's cool, but that's... Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a significant amount of... Three, six, nine, 18, 36. We're still, like, a solid 65% dog here. Yeah. Like, it's not really how you want to get it in when you're, when, you're, when you're moving in for three times the pot. Okay, but the overall point being that Kenny is going to have a lot of folds. Yes. With this line especially. But maybe, but maybe it's not... I, okay, okay, so without... Okay, let me say this. Without the... Um, the bubble being here, I think a raise is totally reasonable and fine. So it can't be that bad to raise. Yeah. Um, but I understand with a quarter million dollar bubble literally staring you in the face, literally, because it's there. It's, it's an apparition. <laughs> okay. It has a, uh, a personality, and it's got eyes. So it's staring okay. you, not Jungleman, you in the face, Grant Dennison. Mm-hmm. Um, I went a little far with that, literally. Yeah, you thing. did. You did. Sometimes I do that. Uh, I don't think the listeners enjoyed it. I'm sorry. I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can't all be winners. You know, exactly. we, we, we talk a lot. <laughs> so, but with, with that staring you in the face, I can understand thinking, do I really need to shove three times the pot right now um, when I can just call and get there sometimes and then, you know, not put a quarter million dollars on the line? Like, that sounds kind of attractive. Yeah. Also, I have ace high, which might be good. That is the next point I wanted to bring up that was in, in favor of calling. Like, Sure, Brent Kenny's messing around a lot, and it's great to just pick up the chips right now. But also, sometimes he's messing around in a way that's going to shut down on the river. Yes. Sometimes he's messing around in a way where we can call the river with ace high. I mean, that's, that's a bit of an ambitious plan, but ace I, high uh, does have showdown value. I'm not sure practically if it really does, but I understand. Like, is, is Brent Kenny giving up on that many cards on the river um, if, if he doesn't have it? Yeah, maybe that, not. Like, I think he's checking his fours on the river and his, and his deuces, but we're losing to those anyway, unless we improve. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know practically if we actually have, like, he probably has a few give ups, but I would guess very few. Okay, well, at the, without thinking about the future at all, yeah. which is not how you should play poker, but without thinking about it at all, we could think as Kate's like, well, I could be ahead right now. And that's part of a good. That's a good thing. <laughs> so great. So you're saying if we play really, really badly and don't think about the future, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we can call. Right. <laughs> we can call with the notion that maybe ace high is good. Like I mean, ace high might be good, but it's practically it's just not going to And Jungle Man does call. And I have to say, this line, if it was shown to me, it just looks terrible. Yeah. Like horrible. I would never, I would kill, kill a coaching student who is playing like this. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure, a coach, I'm sure coaching clients have told me about hands oh, yeah. similar to this. I've been like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Because of all these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy um, who told me about some hand he played way back when, uh, uh, and he's like, he was so excited. It was like our third coaching session. He's like, oh, man, I pl- he played in some circuit event or something. I played this hand so great. And then he proceeded to tell me how he played Jack-10 of spades, like where he like called the big raise, and then someone shoved for like so many more, and he like called again, and he like as if he trapped a guy with Jack-10 suited kind of. And Is this like, a listener? I don't know. Smart, Levy. Smart. It's okay. I, I, kill, I killed him then. I was like, that was <laughs> not, it's like, that wasn't great. That was bad, and here's all the 12 reasons why. So... So anyway, yeah, we would, but, but this is not... This is Daniel Cates. And Daniel knows, Cates, and he's, he knows what he's doing. I mean, it could just all come back to, like you said earlier, just he's really trying to not put that many chips in the pot because it's a huge bubble. 
Right. It's a 266K bubble. I just don't like, know why we should just fold the hand. Yeah, he should have just folded a six preflop. Maybe he just couldn't bring himself to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Well, then raise. Maybe this is like the first time that he's <laughs> had all of himself in an, a buy-in this big or something. So it's like more important to him to so throw like, it away. Just yeah. throw it away. It's okay. Yeah. Like, like if you're going to play scared, acknowledge, at least be truthful to yourself. That you're, I'm not saying this is what's going on. But, yeah. it, but if this is the case, you got to be truthful enough to yourself so you don't play suboptimally. Right, you got to like, like be, you can play badly, but don't play worse because you're lying to yourself too. Yeah, like, if you're gonna play scared, just let it be that you're too tight preflop versus right. like throwing away chips post flop. Exactly. Like, okay, so here's a hand that happened in the main event last year on the bubble. I've talked about this, I think, before. Johnny Vibes is in this hand. You've heard me talk about yeah. this a lot. Um, we're literally on the bubble in the World Series, or may, maybe we're too off the bubble. But you know, there's so many tables that like we know what's happening any second. Like we're gonna be in the money. Um, under the gun opens. Johnny Vibes is on the button. He calls. He's got, you know, like 22 blinds to start the hand. I already don't know what the hell he's doing. I'm already confused and think it's probably bad. Um, the flop is ace-jack-x. The guy continues. Johnny calls. Turn is a brick. The guy bets. Johnny calls. Johnny's put in like 60% of a stack when he calls the turn. I'm like, what are you doing? I guess you have top set. I guess you have top set. That would make sense. Or maybe a middle set. You can have jack-jack or ace-ace. I don't know what else the hell you're doing. I'm sitting there thinking this. River is a three. Under the gun moves in, and Johnny Vibes takes a solid five minutes with no idea what to do, right? And he finally folds and shows ace-king. And I feel like that is the worst way to play that hand. Now, it turns out the under-the-gun guy had ace-jack, and Johnny would have been out and said he cashed. So he saved himself. But if you're going to play ace-king that scared, why play it at all? Right. You could fold or shove. Yeah. You got 22 blinds. It's okay just to three-bet, you know? But you could fold if you're really going to play it. If you're going to give away half your stack on top-top, heads-up, when, you're, when your range is really, like, hidden and no one would think you were that strong, like, you can't play the hand, I think. You shouldn't play the hand. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good lesson, I think. And I, but I don't think that's what's going on with Daniel Cates. I, I don't think so, but I will say Occam's Razor. I mean, if, if there's a spot where that would be going on with Daniel Cates, it's on a bubble this size. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I don't know. So, I, by the way, Johnny Vibes, let me, let, me, let me say one other thing about Johnny Vibes. Like, I know I just gave an example where I think Johnny Vibes played a hand poorly, but actually Johnny Vibes is, I think, actually quite a good player. And oh, yeah, I agree. Like, you were saying, Grant, that of all the people who came to play in poker time, you think he's the best, right? The best vlogger. The best vlogger, right? Yeah. We've had some good vloggers. Like, yeah. Brad Owen played really well. Yeah, he did. Um, Etc. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so I want to be clear. Like, actually, I, I respect Johnny Vibes and his game, but I think he played that hand poorly. The end. Right. And it was just an example, obviously. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. about, like, playing scared on a bubble. And yeah. it's... To Johnny Vibes, that bubble is similar to probably what this bubble is like for, for Daniel Cates. Maybe it's even a bigger bubble for Johnny Vibes than it yeah, is for Daniel yeah. Cates. I yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I guess that could be one potential explanation. Anyway, he just calls. Pot's 410K now. Yeah. We still have the deuce, four, five, two spade flop, the five on the turn. Bryn Kenny has queen, five. Daniel Cates has ace, six of spades. The river is the ace of hearts. So yeah. weird card in a lot of ways. It completes a straight. Mm-hmm. Three gets there. Yeah, uh, Kenny's a lot more likely to have that than Kate's, I imagine. Yep. Uh, and, of course, it makes top pair for Daniel Kate's. What do you want to do as Bryn Kenny? Well, I think we're supposed to make a committing bet here, like a big bet, right? Um, we're Bryn Kenny. We're gonna, we would do that a lot on this board, right? We would, but we want an ace to actually call. Yeah. But would an ace be more likely to call if we bet big or small? I think because of the bubble, small. 
or because of the bubble big. Well, depends on, it depends on our opponent and how they see us. It does depend on our opponent, but if Daniel Cates is actually trying yes. to save chips, then small is well, the way to go. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. If we if we think he's actually being super careful, we have to bet small. So you're not worried about the three coming in that much as Bryn Kenny? I mean, we don't love it, but I think we're committed either way. I guess if, if Cates has a three, it's like, I guess he either flopped a straight or he has three, three. That's mostly three, three is all I got. It seems super weird to play three, three this way. You'd limb three, three with 19 blinds. I mean, against, against with the crushers behind six of spades. So a six of spades plays a lot better post flop than pocket three. So we could have ace three then suited. Yeah. Same thing. That's what he can have. Yeah. Um, Ace but three is actually better than ace six. You'd expect him to bet his his straight right away a lot of the time. Maybe not always, but a lot of but the time. You'd definitely expect him to bet a monster combo draw, too. So who knows yeah, what's going on? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I think as Bryn Kenny with the image thing, I get why you would want to bet big and, and balance that. But I really feel like you're just not getting called by an ace that often in a spot mm-hmm. like this on this bubble. I think you might have to bet smaller. So what do you, how do you want to size it? There's what? 410 in the pot, yeah. 610 in Kate's stack. I think I want to bet like 150 again, like somewhere around there, 150 to 200. Whew. I'm just trying to think from if you have an ace, let's say you have ace 10 and this ace rivers and he bets 200. Let's say you have ace six of spades. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. You're just sitting here like, I mean, doesn't it look like I have an ace all day? It just looks like I have an ace so obviously. But it's Brink Kenny. I don't know what the hell is going on. I guess I'd call because I mean, it's you Brink say Kenny. the same thing if he bets pot or shove. Yes. Yes. But then he's more polarized. I like him being a little more polarized. Yeah. I want him to be more polarized when I've got this kind of a hand. But of course, then it costs me my tournament when I'm wrong instead of like just cost me blinds when I'm wrong. I think you're probably right that it's theoretically correct to bet big here. I think it is. I just don't know if in practice it's more plus EV in this exact spot. Yeah. That's what Kenny does. He bets 545 out of the 610. I mean, let's remember, Kenny's got to balance this against all the bluffs of course, he's going to have here. Of he's going to have some. And he's going to have that. he's going to be in these spots in the future. So he, yeah, so he's just got to he's just got to be able to It's not a bad thing even if Kate's folds here if he bets big. It's on the stream. Everyone gets to see it. Everyone gets to see he really did bet big when he had it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that has value to him on other bubble spots. Just that. Yep. So it's okay. 545 out of 610. I mean, it's possible Kenny's just trying to move Kate's in. He didn't know exactly how much Kate's yeah. had before the hand started. Uh, you brought up the interesting thing of, like, what if Kate shoves? What is Kenny going to do? I think he's just going to call because, like, he meant to shove basically anyway, sort of. But I, uh, you can't beat anything when the I mean, three comes really in. you really can't beat anything. Yeah. Right? If the straight comes in and pocket aces comes in, right? But I mean, you have to give yourself a chance against the Daniel Cates of the world by calling because I think like those are the guys who can actually sometimes like that's the guy who can someday show up with a bluff there. You know? Okay. But wait a second. Hold on. I understand in wonderful theory land. That's true. Yeah. Practically. How often has anyone ever showed up no, with a bluff? I mean, in this never. Spot? It's, it's just so, a, so just cause he could at one point in the future. Yeah. Today, we're going to call this extra bit because someday someone good is going to be able to do this play. And even though no one ever has that we're aware of, yeah, that doesn't I mean, sound like it, a good no, I, th- I think if we if that's actually what happened, I would eventually argue for a fold. Yeah, uh, I think we have to fold if he moves it's just. Down. Yeah, it feels so stupid. Inter- well, what do you think about you think Kenny's sizing is just because he doesn't really know exactly how much Kate's has? Or do you think because he could just say all in if he wants to put Kate's exactly. In. So do you think his sizing is intentional is, and he knows that he's leaving Kate's with like a blind and a half if, if Kate's calls? He's sort of saying a bunch of things. Number one, maybe he's giving himself room to actually find a fold. Number two, um, he's saying to Kate's, you're not out yet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> See, the problem is it's so it much. It is the bubble. It is so, the bubble, but it's so much that when you leave him with a blind and a half, 
I mean, effectively, he's the bubble boy almost always, right? You got to leave him like seven blinds. I think you, you got to leave chance. him 2.6 plus blinds. Okay. That's what you have to leave him because you can say like you have another orbit where somebody else can bust. Right, right, but if everyone knows you're this short and these are all really good players, it's unlikely anyone's going like, to... But it's still, are, it's still more likely than if you don't have that orbit, Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. Um, I think leaving him like seven blinds is something you could talk yourself into as Kate's much more so than... I mean, 2.6 yeah. also, you're like, okay, I almost always go out in the bubble. Seven, you're like, okay, I still fold equity. Yeah. Like, I can just move in. And I, I, I have like five hands before it's me or six hands before it comes to me even. Well, like, that's not true. We're at a five-handed five oh, five oh, table. Oh, we're ten-handed. We're five-handed table? Yeah. Oh, so you got one hand yeah. before that. Oh, that's, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this is effectively moving him in. But I'm not sure if Brent Kenny's actually calling if he gets shoved on. But since that's not going to happen, the real question becomes... I mean, beyond like, should Kenny just... I think Kenny should just move him in and so he doesn't put himself in this super weird spot of like maybe having to fold for a blind and a half with a good hand. Maybe you call because you're like, is, does Kate's ever have trip fives? Ever? No. He's just going to no. call with trip fives. No, because Kenny's completely uncapped here. Well, I mean, Kenny certainly has straights, right? Yeah. And full houses. Yeah, yeah you're right. Why would he move in? What's the value of moving yeah. with trip fives? So it's like a straight or better if he moves in. Right. Or the weirdest bluff of all time. And Kenny's uncapped. He wouldn't do it. All right. Well, Kenny, well, doesn't, let's get Kenny doesn't have to deal with that. Right. So, so, Kenny, so I think Kenny's betting... I don't know why he bets 545 instead of some other amount. It's a super weird. I don't think we're going to be able to discern yeah. that. Yeah. But anyway, that's what happens. And Kenny's not going to have to deal with it because Kate's, you know, sits there, tanks for a while. He's thinking between folding and calling, I imagine. I like, mean, I would hope those are the two things he's considering. Yeah, I'm not I don't think raising moving in has much. His I mean, top pair, I guess you'd fold out kicker. trips if it was Jonathan Levy with the trips for sure. Yeah, that's so, true. That's nice. All right. This is a bad spot as Daniel Cates. There's really just two things going on in your mind, right? One is, it's the bubble. I hate my life. I don't want to call and be down to a blind and a half. Mm-hmm. Two is, it's Bryn Kenny. His bluffs are literally every combo that he has. Like, maybe he doesn't do this with every combo that he has, but it's Bryn Kenny. He's more likely to than most players. Right. So that straight, means that I'm, I'm ahead of this guy probably more than half the time. Maybe significantly more than half the time. I think that's probably right. So the question is... Are we going to let the bubble make our decision for us? Are we David Van this thing? Or are we, uh, I don't know, somebody else saying this thing? Yeah. Michael Mizraki, would he play crazy on the bubble, maybe? Or, no, no David Van the guy oh, who calls. Right, right. Yeah, calls, yeah. Who? Someone who folds it tightly on the bubble. I don't know. Let's not, let's not name names. Okay. Um, are we going to play too tight on the bubble? Yeah. So, you, so you're saying from a theory perspective, this is a must call because it's Bryn Kenny? Correct. I think I agree. I think I think just like Van Plew had an obvious call against Cal- Calvin Anderson. This is this is this generation poker generation's high roller version of Calvin Anderson, Bryn Kenny, right? Yeah, he's, he's one of them for sure. If not if not the guy who's most most likely to not have it. We rivered one of the least exciting cards for us, but we still rivered it. I don't see why we're not going to call here, except that we don't want to lose a quarter million dollars. That is not, by the way, we haven't won, but you know, that our chance yeah. at, at mostly getting at least a quarter million. But honestly, if we're playing for that, what the hell? I, I don't, I feel like we have to call. I feel like we have to roll our eyes, shrug our shoulders, hate our life, and put the damn chips in and find out what happens. Yep. And uh, he does not. He folds. Right. Which obviously was the right decision at the time. Yeah. We would have lost. But yeah, Daniel Cates played this hand very strangely. Yes, very strangely. Indeed. I'm often a really big fan of his lines and think he does things that are pretty good. There was that one heads-up hand against Helmuth that we couldn't really figure out why he folded, mm-hmm. if you remember that one. Yeah. 
But was he right that time? I can't remember. No, he was wrong. He was wrong. Okay. But generally, I think he's like definitely one of the best. But this this line is just strange. This line is absolutely strange. Um, I'm not a fan of this line. Most of the decisions in the line, in fact. I may like none of the decisions in the line, even. As I agree. I may. The limp, I think, like. I could. I think that's like the coolest decision that I could maybe uh-huh. like learn something from if somebody were to explain it to me in a way that I don't understand yet. I mean, I don't actually hate the check back on the flop if we're going to raise the turn. Sure, I think that's cool. But like, maybe his, his plan was to raise most turns that just like any yeah. any non board pairing turn. Maybe I don't know. I mean, whatever you're up against an infinite range or like anyway. a six or an ace, you probably don't raise those either. No, no, of course not. Yeah, um, and actually, he might not raise a spade. Or a three. Yeah. Right. Anything that gets in there, he's going to like wait to raise the river or just call the river, depending on yeah. what, how strong it is. That's fine. But um, yeah, maybe. But like if a 10 comes, like Bryn Kenny can have all the two pairs anyway, right? I mean, he's in the big blind and he checked. Like he can have anything. Yeah. That isn't, you know, he doesn't have big pocket pairs. That's all we know. He doesn't have, he doesn't have top set if, if a 10 comes. Like besides that, he has, he has everything. So I don't know why it's so much better or worse. It's all kind of random, it feels like. Bryn Kenny can have anything. Yeah, I, I feel like this is just, um, with, I, it's possible, you know, Kate could sit here and explain it all and we'd be like, okay, I believe That's that. Absolutely possible. Very reasonable. He's one of the best players. But this feels like a, I'm playing too carefully on the bubble hand and a mistake. It does. It does. Well, I don't know. I got, I got nothing else to, yeah, I mean, to defend I, I, it, I guess. It's nice to defend these guys and try and figure it out and... We sort of figured out possibly the check on the flop. Mm -hmm. We get why he calls the turn, but then he rivers one of his best cards and he still folds. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I'll say this. If you are Bryn Kenny, the reason why I like his big sizing, actually, if you're like Bryn, if you're, if you're Bryn Kenny on the river, coming back to that for a second, you really think when you get called on the turn, you're generally getting called by ace high, right? So it seems like a lot of the range. So then the ace comes and if you have it or if you don't, you're going to want to bet big because if you don't, you want to blow them off the ace high. And if you have it, you want to look like you're trying to blow yeah, them off the ace weird. high, right? Yeah, it's weird that way, right? And it's the bubble. Yeah. It's perfect. So I know, of course, if you bet small, then you look like you're, you know, you're trying to get value from ace high and maybe he can find a fold. So maybe it's, I mean, you can level yourself into anything. But with the, with the bubble dynamic, I like Bryn Kenny just betting really huge and saying, let God sort him out. Exactly. That's, That's Bryn Kenny's said. catchphrase. He actually said that as he bet. <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with case decision.